Welcome to Season 2 of the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. This is for Week 1, of course. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. We're also on Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Um, if you want to visit our website, www.weknowfantasy.com, there you can find a weekly series such as Lock and Keys by Mike, which is a betting series. He gives you... Uh, three college games and two NFL games to uh, place your wagers on with a chance to win some money there. Cody also has a weekly player rankings as well as uh, miscellaneous articles throughout the week, including uh, that's where we will be finding my streamable defenses of the week. I used to tag them on the end of this waiver wire wishlist podcast last year. But this year I'm going to uh, put that in article form and put that on our website. So if you're looking for that, that'll be there. Of course, like I said, this is a We Know, we know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast. Each week on Monday night, I drop this podcast highly in the Waiver Wire must-ads for week to week in the NFL season. Um, if you're new, if you're a new follower of us this year, I do this uh, this podcast alone. Of course, on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we drop a weekly podcast with the Fancy Fro, and that's where you get your full breakdowns about news, uh, players, things of that nature. But here, of course, it goes along with the name. We just talk about the waiver wire additions that you need to make from season to season. Or, apologize, from week to week. So, uh, quickly, uh, we still offer premium services. If you want to become a premium subscriber to us, hit us up in the DMs. It's at a reasonable rate. We're at a discount price because the season's underway. It's a great way to uh, make sure you're on top of your team, on top of the waiver wire, on top of everything. You get priority advice, uh, everything of that nature. Just hit us up on uh, either of our social medias and we can discuss that. So uh, let's jump into what you guys came here for, the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire wishlist for week one. Uh, this one's going to be a lot longer than normal. Normal, I only have a handful of names um, from se- from week to week. But, of course, week one waiver wire is one of the most crucial. This is where you find your gems for the season to come that not many people thought about in the draft. Uh, for example, Philip Lindsay last year. So uh, I have uh, maybe four or five running backs, maybe six wide receivers. There's a ton of talent out there in the waiver wire right now. But, uh, of course, we'll go position by position by position. And we'll start with quarterback. Uh, please note that all percentages that I give of percent own uh, came from when I – wrote up this rundown for this podcast earlier today so they may not be accurate but they're probably within a few percentage points if not accurate so first off my quarterback to add this week if you have a quarterback you're scared of maybe a Jameis Winston um, who we still believe is going to be a good fantasy quarterback who is still going to put a lot of points week one it's rough that four inch defense got after him. that front that front four especially gave him fits all day but if you're looking to move on from your quarterback here's a guy Andy Dalton of the Bengals. He's owned in 10% of Yahoo and 4% of ESPN leagues. So uh, Sunday against Seattle, in Seattle, they threw the ball 51 times. This is under Zach Taylor. You know, he's one of those Sean McVay prodigies or products. New system. We were high on this offense all offseason. If you know me, you you know I'm high on Tyler Boyd. I'm high on A.J. Green. I'm high on this, this entire team, and this is exactly why. We haven't seen the Bengals in a modern-day uh NFL system until now. Um, and here we are, 51 times throwing the football. Um, he went 35 for 51 for 418 yards and two touchdowns. He's actually the NFL uh, league leader in passing yards through week one, which is crazy to think, Andy Dalton. But again, he did this in Seattle against Seattle, which is a very talented defense that allowed last year, of course, it's last year, but still a pretty good defense, 11th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So he also did did this without A.J. Green. And most of it was, uh, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of it was done um, 
was 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 done to a John Ross who came out of nowhere. He was a John Ross is a guy you'll see later in this in this podcast. I won't touch on him much, but those two connected for some very beautiful passes. Uh, Joe Mixon actually left that game early. He may be out for a few weeks, so when he's out, the Bengals will be slinging the ball some more. Um, so 51 times is a lot of times to throw the football, and he did it efficiently. He did very well, and they play the 49ers this week, which is a rather poor defense, uh, secondary at least. I know uh, they made they made themselves look really good against Tampa Bay, but trust me, uh, they're not that good of a secondary. So Andy Dalton coming off that hot of the game, coming in, he's a quarterback I want on my team. Moving on to running backs, the first name to add. Uh, usually I do these in like order of must-own or things of that nature. A lot of these guys are must-own. Um, I'm not going to be, you know, this. there's no guy here that's clear-cut like you have to go out and add this guy. A lot of these guys are must-ads, and those who aren't, I'll make note of that. There's there's reasons why some of these guys are on this list, like uh, PPR value or high targets or injuries or things of that nature. But those guys who stand alone, you'll notice and you'll know that you need to pick those guys up. So we'll start off here with Malcolm Brown of the Los Angeles Rams. Owned in 9% of Yahoo and 6.5% of ES, ESPN leagues. So he saw 11 attempts last week, uh, yesterday I suppose, uh, against the Carolina Panthers. He only had 53 yards, but he scored two touchdowns. So he's obviously a big part of this offense. And in the offseason, the Detroit Lions uh, offered him, uh, I think it was $3.5 million to come over, and the, and the Rams actually matched that to keep him in place. So they know they want to use him. A lot of the hype this offseason was around Daryl Henderson, the rookie, um, but he had just one attempt one attempt, and he, and Daryl Henderson is owned at 66% of leagues. So that's insane. Malcolm Brown is a guy to uh, to own if you're a girly guy, uh, to have the handcuff. Malcolm Brown, if you're a girly guy, you need, if say you're in a you know an auction, uh, not an auction, but FAB waiver system, put a lot of money on Malcolm Brown because you need him. Uh, Gurley obviously disappointed in week one. I don't think he's going to do that. He's going to be a top 10 running back, top five running back. He's going to blow up. He's going to do well. But Malcolm Brown obviously is getting those touches in, in Gurley's absence, those goal line touches, those red zone touches. That's what you want. You want a, a, a running back for a team that's going to visit the red zone often, and that is the Los Angeles Rams. You want that running back because he's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get them often. That's Malcolm Brown. So pick him up in your league. Moving on, this is due to injury. Giovanni Bernard, the Cincinnati Bengals. He's owned 14% of Yahoo and 32% of ESPN leagues. So, uh, of course, I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon left Sunday's game uh, with the Seahawks with a right ankle injury. Uh, at this point, there really is no updates uh, to the severity of the injury. But before he left, he uh, had seven attempts and three targets. So the Bengals, like I said, play the 49ers this week, which is not that great of an of a offense. They are a great front four. Uh, Alexander was uh, ejected from last game, so I'm not sure he can play this game. Your middle linebacker, so they maybe have a hole there. Um, their front four is good, but Giovanni Bernard is an excellent pass catching back. So if they're going to sling the ball 51 times or more, 50 plus times again, like they did in last week against the Seahawks, against the 49ers, mix it or not mix it. Bernard is going to get his chance. He's going to catch a lot of balls. PPR value here. Looking for a sneaky flex play, maybe DFS. Giovanni Bernard's your guy. Scoop him up. Scoop him up now. Another PPR value guy here is Chris Thompson of the of, of Washington, owning twelve percent of Yahoo leagues, ninety percent of ESPN leagues. So he saw ten targets and he caught seven of those for sixty eight yards. I used to be a huge Chris Thompson guy. Of course, he had those two injuries that you know prevented him from playing a lot last um, a lot the last two years. He's been he's been around in Washington. Uh, Darius Geis, who is the RB one there, actually had an MR on his knee, the, uh, the opposite knee that he did not tear his ACL last year, and he's expected to, expected to miss time. So uh, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch. You assume he's going to be bumped up, but they don't 
believe in Adrian Peterson that much because he was a healthy scratch. So Chris Thompson's going to get a lot more work moving forward. That Washington uh, offense did not look bad. They did well against the Eagles. I know they kind of fell apart there at the end. That defense really, you know, swing the momentum when Eagles were able to just move them down the field in the second half. But that team actually surprised me. Case Keenum's a capable quarterback of putting up fantasy points and getting a lot of yards. So I like Chris Thompson, especially PPR value, deep leagues. Uh, uh, he's a... Uh, Deep leagues, he's a flex play for uh, a few weeks to come until uh, guys comes back and we evaluate that situation then. Uh, here is a, another running back, one to stash, really. He also has standalone value. Alexander Madison, the Minnesota Vikings. He's owning 21% of Yahoo and 13% of the ESPN League. So Minnesota threw the ball just 10 times, 10 times, in a victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Insanity. So they're obviously devoted to the run. They said this offseason they're going to. We didn't know to this extent, but the game script kind of went that way. They got up early often, and uh, Falcons were unable to do anything. So that kind of skewed that, but they're going to run the ball a lot. And they have Dalvin Cook there, of course, who's a fantastic talent, amazing talent, one of the best talented running backs in the league. Um, but he's also missed 17 career games of his last 32 he's been in the league. So he's missed more than half the games that he's actually been in, in the league. So at some point you're expecting him to miss a game or two, maybe more, and that's when Madison comes in. If, if Cook is out, Madison instantly jumps up to RB1 value in fantasy football. So if you take him now, stash him on your bench, it will pay off. I promise you. And even even if he doesn't, he has standalone value. If they're going to run the ball that many times, uh, Cook can't run the ball that many times. So, uh, like last week against Atlanta, uh, Madison had nine carries for 49 yards. That's 5.4 yards per carry. Cook has a very high yards per carry. That uh, team's going to run the ball a lot, like I said. So, scoop Madison up, stash him on your bench. He's going to play dividends for you later down the road. Uh, that's it for running back. So, I guess if I were to target a running back that you must add, Malcolm Brown. Um, and guys, remember, I'm not going to go in here with guys who are 65% available, 50% available. I try to stay below 40, 35% at the most. There's some guys in here you'll you'll hear that are more than that, but te- I try to stay a, a below that um, because you know I'm trying to appeal to the to the larger masses and not just you know these leagues or eight man leagues where everyone's available or things of that nature. So um, again. Just take that in note that um, there may be better options out there in your league. I don't know what your waiver liar looks like, what your roster looks like. Just note that these are the guys that you know have a very good chance to be on every waiver wire out there for you guys to scoop up. I would mention Jamison Crowder here, but again, he's owned 46% of Yahoo leagues, 70% of ESPN leagues. Readily available. If he's if you're playing Yahoo's owning less than fifty percent of leagues, grab him. He saw seventeen targets and eleven receptions last week. He's a Darnold's must uh, must most trusted guy, so he's going to continue to, eat, continue to see a large amount of volume to scoop him up. So, uh, moving on to the guys who are lesser owned, we'll start here with John Ross. Uh, mentioned him already. This is my third Cincinnati Bengal of the waiver wire wish list this week. He's only 10% of Yahoo and 5% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Ross is a freak athlete. We know that. He's got supersonic speed. He's, he's as fast as they come. He's just... He, he's been unable to put the things together. Last year, I think he had seven touchdowns, which is decent for a guy we don't expect to... You know, we, we didn't... He kind of was under the radar here. But uh, week one against Seattle, he had seven receptions for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Looked very good, very confident. You know, Andy Dalton, very confident under center throwing to him. Um, A.J. Green's still going to miss a few weeks. Uh, Tyler Boyd's, you know, not as as effective unless A.J. Green's on the field. So moving forward, Ross is the guy for... Uh, Andy Dalton. We don't know what's going to happen when AJ Green comes back because AJ Green is a monster. He's going to get his targets no matter what. 
But right now, Ross is a guy you need to go out into your league, scoop up, put on your bench, play him this week. Again, going against the 49ers who are susceptible to the deep ball, uh, go out and get John Ross. Um, here's a guy that's kind of widely owned. That's John Brown of the Buffalo Bills, owned at 50% of Yahoo and 35% of ESPN leagues. This is borderline where I would include a guy in my waiver wire with us. But he saw 10 targets, 7 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown. So he just saw one more target than Cole Beasley to lead the Buffalo Bills in their comeback win against the New York Jets this weekend. Uh, he connected with Josh Allen on the top, and Josh Allen has one of the best deep balls in the league. So John Brown is a guy that I'm really high on. I know the Fro, we talked about this guy on our uh, last podcast about players that we love. Fro said this guy's a deep sleeper, and he performed very well. So if you uh, still have him in your league and have a spot on your bench, scoop him up. Okay, uh, Terry McLaurin of the of Washington, 4% owned in Yahoo and 7% uh, owned in ESPN. So he saw seven targets, five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown, the rookie. So, like I said before, um, the Redskins looked somewhat decent when I was talking about um, Chris Thompson. They look like a capable team. We, we, we wrote them off as one of the worst teams in the league, and they very might well be. But someone's got like, some. no matter if the team's bad, there's still some kind of fantasy value to be found. Uh, Chris Thompson's maybe that guy. Darius Geis, if he comes back. Terry McLaurin here. Um, Geis is going to miss some time. Maybe they throw the ball some more. They'll be playing from behind a lot this season. And McLaurin's speedy. He finds open. He runs great routes. And uh, say Case Keenum goes down and you have... um, And uh, if Case Keenum goes down and you have uh, the backup quarterback come in, they went to college together. Um... At Ohio State, uh, Dwayne Haskins. I couldn't. I was blanking on his name. They went to college together. Connected many times and many touchdowns in college. So if Case Keenum is going to go down, you know that instant connection uh, when Haskins steps up to throw the football is there. So he's a great guy to add. Great guy to stash deeper leagues. Make sure you're grabbing this guy because he can pay off for you down the road. Um, here's a guy that a lot of people are really high on now after his week one performance. They're swarming to pick this guy up. Marquise Brown, the Baltimore Ravens, 31% owned in Yahoo and 20% owned in ESPN. Um, I will warn you, he only played 18% of the offensive snaps in the Ravens win over the Dolphins. I don't know if this is because he had the foot injury coming in and he had, you know, Ravens went up went up early and uh, put this game on ice and everything like that. Um, he posted four receptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns. But again, he played only, he played in less than a fifth of all offensive snaps. If he's not going to play that little, I don't think he's going to be a heavily played player this year. Uh, but when he's on the field, he looks like he connects with Lamar Jackson. So that alone, week one performance, you have to add this guy. He has big play potential written all over him. He is so fast, supersonic speed. Uh, you give him the littlest of space, connect over the top. Lamar Jackson is a very capable thrower. I've been saying this for years. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, you know, uh, connect for years to come. Like one of his passes was a simple, you know, a slant route over the, over the middle. You know, shut it off his defender and went to the touchdown. So Marquise Brown can make big plays for that. Adam in your league. Uh, here's a guy out of, you know, more of a stash, more out of speculation. Tyreek Hill has gone down and is set to miss some games. Actually, Sammy Watkins said they could be without him for six to seven games in an interview. So McCole Hardman, the rookie for Kansas city, 15% owning Yahoo, 17% owning ESPN. This is just scoop him up, pull him on your bench. Don't expect to play him until he performs. We don't know. He only had one target, um, week one, so the Im- immediate impact is not there. But we don't know what's going to happen with this team. Sammy Watkins has proven that he cannot be consistent week to week. He has proven that he'll have a huge game here, and then he'll disappear for three weeks and have another huge game. He had that huge game week one. 
maybe maybe Hardman has his week coming up or weeks coming up. He's a similar player to Tyreek Hill, similar stature, speed. He's that type of player. So Tyreek out, plug Hardman in. Maybe he can put up some points. But like I said, grab him, stash him, and see what will happen with Hardman this year. So those are my wide receivers. We'll hop into the tight ends now. This is the last position. Like I said, uh, the defenses will be uh, on the website tomorrow under an article. I'm going to do that this year instead of including them in the podcast here. So I have one tight end for you. That's TJ Hawkinson, Detroit Lions. He's owned 52% of Yahoo and 30% of ESPN League. So if you're in ESPN, this guy is probably the only in your league. So I'm one to uh, – I'll, I'll take this here. Historically, tight ends don't perform in the NFL. Rookie tight ends, I apologize, don't perform in the NFL outside of Evan Ingram a few years ago. TJ Hawkinson seems to be an outlier. He's a very talented – you know, he's a top 10 player to select in the NFL draft as a tight end. Insane. He had nine targets, six receptions, 131 yards, and a touchdown in his debut. So I wasn't a believer coming in because of that stat. Uh, you know, there were so many talented tight ends. Some of the league's greatest tight ends ever, you know, didn't perform in their first in their first year. So it, it's crazy to think that this guy's already doing this. You know, he's on a Detroit Lions team that doesn't have a really clear-cut guy. You know, you have Marvin Jones and you have uh, Kenny Galladay. I'm not really a believer in them. I'm not a believer in this offense, to be honest, because uh, under Matt Patricia, this offense is limited. But... TJ Hawkins has got it going. He's got a, he's got a, he's a guy you have to pick up. Um, you just have to do it. it it's as simple as that because he's going to put up a ton of points this year. So that was it. Waiver Wire Wishlist Week 1 is underway. I actually tweeted out, uh, you know, asking for some questions. So I'm going to go on to my Twitter right here and uh, answer a few questions. Here's one from Master Smithers. He says, uh, can Moncrief be dropped in 10-team PPRs? Uh, yeah, he... I've, I'm a James Washington believer. I'm a James Washington truther. I own James Washington in so many leagues. And James Washington actually connected with Ben Roth- Roethlisberger for a deep uh, pass last or yeah last night. Um, Dante Moncrief had some chances, dropped a ball. He has very poor hands. Um, I don't believe in him. So, yeah, you can probably drop Moncrief in 10-team PPR. There's a lot of players out there. And Tony Pollard, I think he's droppable. Um, Zeke's, you know, outside of week one, we're, we're moving to week two, and Zeke's going to be there and taking all the touches. So Tony Pollard can be dropped unless you're a Zeke owner and you want to keep that handcuff. Uh, here is one from at KGF2525. They asked, should I still hold on to AJ Green or Debo Samuel when I add or drop? I would keep AJ Green. You only have about two or three more weeks before he comes back, and we saw that the Bengals' offense is potent and powerful, so you want to have your AJ Green stock. So uh, keep a hold of him. And Debo Samuel, he did well, but I don't think he, you know, the 49ers have too many mouths to feed and, and so much talent there. Uh, so I would go ahead and drop him for whoever you're about to pick up. Uh, should I drop LaShawn McCoy for Marquise Brown or LaShawn McCoy drop for John Ross or LaShawn McCoy drop for Deshaun Jackson? Um, I'd scoop up Jackson. Uh, that connection between Wentz and Jackson is insane and is going to be so good this year. We've been preaching this. To, you know, the fro has, is who we do our podcast with on Wednesday. Uh, he's he's an Eagles fan, so he's been preaching this, of course. But it was so sweet. Uh, it, it's going to be... Jackson, actually, they, the, the two left points on the table. So I would definitely pick up Jackson, uh, assuming you have a deep running back you know, pool because McCoy actually did a lot better than Damian Williams last year or last week for the Chiefs. So out of those options, I would pick up De, uh, Deshaun Jackson. So better standard pickup, Malcolm Brown, for a possible lottery pick or APS flex with no guys, non-PPR from the Fantasy Burner 12. Uh, I think Malcolm Brown here, uh, AP. They don't believe in the guy. Um, that he was a healthy scratch, so I don't think that's a guy to pick up. Malcolm Brown, I think, is a guy you can swing for the fences with and hip. So uh, I'll go with I'll go with Malcolm Brown. 
So uh, I think that's all the questions we have this uh, week. So each week I will tweet out a tweet before I do the podcast, answering a few questions here or there. And those are a few I saw and a few I added uh, to talk about. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, remember, I'm Nate with We Know Fantasy. Can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Also on Facebook, uh, search We Know Fantasy. You'll find us there. We still have premium service slots open uh, for a small fee. We'll help you run your team, priority advice, priority services, everything. Uh, game day priority, direct contact to us. You name it, you get it. Uh, it's a way to help you win your leagues, uh, you know, through us. So also visit our website, www.weknowfantasy.com. There's great articles, weekly articles. Like I said, the... Uh, Extremable Defenses of the Week will be posted there, so look out for that. Uh, every Wednesday at 10 p.m., myself and the Fancy Fro come on to uh, drop our weekly podcast for all the news, updates, players, and things of that nature um, on there as well. So, uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. Until Wednesday, and until next week, see you guys.